Almost fell over walking in. <laughs> so uh, Christmas is over. So for some of you, that might be a good thing. Some might be a bad thing. Um, for me, it's always bittersweet um, because on the one hand, a holiday full of cookies and presents and, and family and celebrating the hope and joy and peace of Christ has come and it's past. And on the other hand, you can finally relax. Uh, and, and I just, I always just love this weird little limbo in between Christmas and New Year's where you feel like you should be doing something, but there's just nothing really for you to do, and you're just kind of looking for things. You're like, should I take down the Christmas tree, but you're not really sure yet. Maybe you're going to wait until, you know, March, or you're not really sure you're going to leave up the lights. Um, and, and you're kind of just, you know, you're just full from all the food and all the time that you spend with family. You just need to kind of relax. And, and in this time, I always kind of end up uh, just thinking, thinking over uh, just the past few days, what's gone on, um, thinking, you know, was I as prepared for Christmas as I'm going to be? Uh, did I start early enough? Maybe October wasn't early enough. I, maybe September next year, you know, start even earlier. Um, but, but I also just start thinking back over the whole, the whole year. I start thinking, uh, what did I do this year? Um, did I do everything I wanted to do? Uh, what didn't I do? Was there someone that I wanted to spend more time with, maybe less time with? Um, was it a good year? Was it a hard year? Was it a bad year? And honestly, it's this time of year, before, or after Christmas and before New Year's, that I often find myself kind of feeling a little discouraged, uh, maybe just a little disappointed with what I've done, uh, how I've grown over the past year. Because I know I could have done more. I know I could have done more. Uh, and I'm not saying that in a, a holier-than-thou way. Uh, I'm saying that in a way where I think over what I've done, and I know that I could have done more for Christ. I could have grown more for Christ in the past year, and I didn't because it was easier not to. I could have changed more for Christ in 2019 than I did, but I didn't because I thought I was doing pretty good. Uh, I didn't want to change. It was more comfortable to stay where I was. And I asked myself, what would have been different? What would be different right now if I had lived 100% sold out for Christ the entire year? Who else would be here in this room right now? What would be different? In 2020, 2020 is right around the corner. And like every new year, there are a lot of new things coming. Uh, as a church, we have a lot of new things coming as well. We just kicked off, we have the building plans that we're going forward with. Uh, we, we just kicked off all these teams uh, that a lot of you have become a part of. And, and really, even though we started that in the fall, those are really just starting to get going. We have a big change coming later this year. As, as Lori is stepping down, and, and someone else is going to step up to take that role. Uh, and we don't even know the other changes that are coming along this year. We don't. Uh, there's no way for us to know. Uh, but, uh, but we know that this year is going to be different, like every year is. This year is going to be different. That's true. But we get to decide for ourselves how it is going to be different. How is this year going to be different? Is everything new going to cause us to check out and weaken as a church or weaken as our, our own person? Or are we going to lean in and grow stronger as a church? 
despite what's going on? Is the change only going to be happening around you? Or is that change going to be happening in you as well? So what are you going to do for Christ in 2020? How are you going to change for Christ in 2020? What's going to be different? One of my favorite stories uh, to look at concerning change is the story of the Israelites making the transition from the wilderness to the promised land. Uh, Moses knows that even though they're going to a place that obviously sounds better, uh, they know it's probably better, it's going to be a hard transition. And uh, not only that, but the Israelites are, are losing, uh, they're losing a leader. They're, Moses is not going to go into the promised land with them. Uh, Joshua is going to take that role. And so Moses decides that before he dies, he's going to remind the Israelites to look back on everything that God has done for them so that they remain faithful and they follow God wherever he leads them. Uh, because everything's going to be different. And, and the book of Deuteronomy, this, the whole book is pretty much this last charge of Moses uh, where he, he's just telling the Israelites everything that's happened before, their whole story. He's just reminding them all the ways that God has been faithful to them. And there's this one moment in it where, where Moses calls Joshua to him and he says, be strong and courageous, for you must go with this people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors to give them. And you must divide it among them as their inheritance. The Lord himself goes before you, and he will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. That's the advice that Moses has for Joshua. It's the encouragement that he has for him. He says, I know that this is going to be hard, that this is going to be different, that you're walking into a world of unknowns, uh, that you're walking into a bunch of stuff that you, you don't know how it's going to work out. I know that. In fact, I've been there. Moses has been there. And he says, this is the best advice that I can give you. Be strong and courageous. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. So do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And as, as we prepare for change, as we prepare for this new year, what if we took Moses' advice? What would South Union look like a year from now? What if we allowed that change to happen inside of us, and not just around us? And how would you be different a year from now? Like I said before, the change that the Israelites are going through is moving from the wilderness into the promised land. And, and Moses tells Joshua directly, he says, you must go into the land. And this seems pretty obvious to us. Uh, if, if something was called the promised land, you'd think, all right, let's go in. That sounds good. God gave it to us. You know, there's milk and honey. Like, I've never really mixed those together. I guess honey nut Cheerios, but like, I guess that tastes pretty good. Uh, let's go. And, and let's try it out. And, uh, like, it seems pretty obvious. I mean, we've read the story thus far. God's done pretty good by them. Go into the promised land. You're there. The wilderness does not sound very nice. Uh, but, in fact, the Israelites, they weren't too sure if they wanted to go into the promised land. Uh, they knew how things worked out here in the wilderness. They knew who was in charge. Uh, they, knew how, they knew where they got their food. They knew how things worked. They knew the... the that they didn't have to fight anyone for the land. 
you know? It was pretty easy. They could stay out here. No one was going to fight them for it. Um, some of them would have been pretty happy to stay in the wilderness. And I think that with any change, I know myself included, uh, that if there's any change that comes to us, that's kind of how I can be sometimes as well on some level. It's always easier not to change. It's always easier to stay where we are, where it's comfortable. When things are different, it usually requires work, a little bit of work on our part. And, and, and Moses knew that, that Israel was, you know, kind of split on this issue. They were kind of split. Some of them were, were ready to move in. They knew that God was leading them there. But the rest of them, they were like, I think we might stay, um, especially if Moses isn't going with us. Uh, let's just stay here. And, and the last thing that Moses and God wanted was for Israel to split. So he says directly, you must go into the land. You must. You must be willing to go where God's leading you. And I think for us, uh, when it comes to change, when we're going into to, to things that we're maybe not sure about, when we're going into a new year full of unknowns, we need to be willing to go where God's leading us. Personally and as a church, we need to be willing to go where God's leading us. We can't just stay in the wilderness. If God is leading us somewhere, we have to be willing to go. We have to be willing to put the work in. And if we want to go stronger through change as a church, we have to be willing to do what it takes. Because it's not going to be easy. That means we have to start asking ourselves, how important is all of this to us? How important is this to us if, we're, if we know it's going to be hard, if we know it's going to require us to, to do stuff that's going to change personally, if we know that we're going to have to try things maybe that we're not so used to, we have to ask ourselves, how important is this? Because it's going to be hard. And it's going to be, it's going to be scary. It may be terrifying and discouraging. In fact, Moses, he says it's going to be all of those things. He seems to believe that when any kind of change like this happens, there's reason to be terrified. There's reason to be discouraged. There are times when we're going to be scared and discouraged, and that's why Moses tells us, you must go into the land, so be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. So along with being willing, uh, it doesn't mean just be willing, but it means be bold. Are you going to check out at the first sight of a new thing, or are you going to be willing to jump in and do what it takes, be bold, do things that normally scare you, do things that normally might leave you feeling discouraged, share Christ with the family member that doesn't believe, talk about Jesus at home more, church at work more, uh, pick just one person this year, one person, and just decide, I'm going to pour into that person the whole year. I'm going to give everything I have. And you know what? At the end of the year, uh, you're probably going to be ignored by some people. You may be treated differently uh, for talking about Jesus. You may be treated differently for sharing how Jesus affected you and your life, that change. Um, and, and you may find one person that you're going to pour into the whole year. And you may just give and give and give. You know, meet with them multiple times a week, maybe just once a week. And you, you're giving and giving, maybe just so much. And it gets to the end next year, end of next year, and, and, and nothing's really changed. They, they've not really given anything back. Uh, and that might happen. And that might be discouraging. And, and, and that might be scary. Uh, but what Moses says to that is, don't be. Don't be discouraged. Don't be terrified. Um, don't be afraid or discouraged of an outcome 
that hasn't happened yet. I think a lot of the times we live our lives afraid or discouraged of things that we haven't even tested, things we haven't even tried. See, when you do that, when you base your life of what might happen, if I do this, it could be scary. If I do this, I might end up just being discouraged. I may not get anything out of that. When you do that, the devil wins. He wins. Because we're not being bold. We're not being willing to follow where God is leading us. So we have to be bold. We have to be willing and bold if we're going to do this Jesus thing. We have to be willing and bold if we're going to love people. We have to be willing and bold if we want to see change within ourselves. So what are you going to do for Christ in 2020? How are you going to change for Christ in 2020? What is going to be different? We have to be willing to go where God leads us and to do the work. It's going to be terrifying. It's going to be discouraging. And so we have to be bold. And at this point, you, along with Joshua, are probably thinking, okay, Moses, I want to be willing. I want to be bold. But where do I find strength? Where do I find courage to do that? Uh, Like, so much of my life I want to be bold. So much I want to be willing. And, and, And I'm not most of the time. Um, and it, it's not because I don't want to. It just doesn't happen. Uh, it, I, I, it just I don't, doesn't come from me like that. I don't have that inspiration inside of me. Uh, and Moses here, he gives this piece of wisdom that I think is the comforting truth that got him through every transition of his whole life. From, from prince to outcast to shepherd to husband, uh, from prophet to a leader of a nation. I think that this piece of wisdom gave him the courage to confront Pharaoh, this, this courage to step out onto the Red Sea. See, Moses tells Joshua, he says, the Lord himself goes before you, and he will be with you, and he will never leave you nor forsake you. So how can I be willing? How can I be willing to go into to a place where God's leading me that's unknown? How can I be willing to go into unknown territory Well, the Lord himself goes before you, and he'll be with you. How can I be bold in the face of fear and discouragement? Well, the Lord, he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And church, if you want to be willing to go where God leads, if you want to be bold, Moses knew it, uh, first you have to be his. If you want to be willing, if you want to be bold, you have to be his. See, Moses knew that no matter how different things are, how much different things are going on, God is always constant. That as long as he was following God, he was in good hands. And if you've been there, uh, you know that too. You've been in his hands uh, maybe since you were really little. Maybe it's not been that long. Uh, Maybe uh, you just uh, recently came into to God's uh, hands. Maybe you just recently got to know him. Uh, and I know that if you haven't yet, that's the best place to be. And no matter what is going on, you can always, you can always find comfort there. But isn't it crazy uh, that just like the Israelites, sometimes we forget that God's got us? And so we're not bold in the way that we live we're not even really willing to go where he leads us. 
we're fine with the way that things are, the way things have been going. We know how it works, it's comfortable. And so we go another year just going through the motions, afraid and discouraged by outcomes we've not even tested. We're not bold enough to go even near them. We're afraid, we're discouraged. And that person, those people, they're not here. Uh, That conversation has still not been had. So what are you going to do for Christ in 2020? Who are you going to show Christ to in 2020? We know that this year is going to be different. What's going to be different in you? Are you going to look back next year and see change? Are you going to be here next year? Are you going to be involved? In 2020, we have to be willing, we have to be bold, and most of all, we have to be his. And if we do that, the biggest changes in 2020 are going to happen in here. And when that happens, everything changes. The way that our hearts change uh, is through contact with with Jesus. Uh, So this morning, um, as we take communion, uh, come take the bread and the cup and just talk with Jesus. Spend time with him. Um, and just pray that that this year can be a year of change, a year uh, of newness in you, a year of difference in you, um, and that that can just uh, bleed out into everything, that you can just affect everyone around you. Um, So come this morning, take and eat.